Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss alongside Ulysses Sembrano, and we are the host of the Locked on Race podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. And be sure you subscribe and check out our YouTube channel at Locked on Rays. You can also find the pod on all other platforms as well. Uh, we have a very special week for you all out there as we have a three-part interview with Mason Auer, who is one of the fastest rising prospects in the raised organization uh, all you have to do is go back and look at his stats from this past season and you'll be like wow this guy is something special and he is uh and credit to ulysses for booking mason uh, as a guest for the pod so we'll have parts one parts two and parts three dropping this week on the traditional podcasting platforms now if you want to listen to the hour-long interview in its entirety on video you can do that by checking out and subscribing to our YouTube channel. So uh, if you want to get your Mason Hour fix, that is the place to go for sure. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Part one of our interview with Ray's prospect, Mason Hour. We have a very special guest with us today. Uh, one of the Ray's top up-and-coming prospects, Mason Hour. Mason, how are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Uh, what have you been up to since uh, the 2022 minor league season concluded? I've um, just been working out, uh, training, you know, getting ready for the season. Uh, we just had a week-long hitting camp down there just to see where we're at and stuff like that. And, you know, I thought it went really well. Um, but I've just been preparing for the next season. Ooh, week-long. Uh, can you take us in and give us a yeah. little bit of of the names that, uh, that you m might have uh... – interacted there with in that week yeah so i mean um all of our coordinators were there um you know kyle wilson will bradley um just uh, everybody all the coaches were there i mean <clears throat> it was a good time but the other players that were there um you know drew baker was there uh bobby seymour carson williams uh cooper kenny and i mean a whole lot of other guys were there too and so was this in st petersburg was this at the trop or some other location yeah they had it at the trop Okay. Ooh. Was that your first time uh, actually getting some playing time uh, 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 at the trap? Maybe you took batting practice when you got drafted. I don't know. Uh, was that the first time? Uh, so we actually weren't on the field. So they were preparing it for spring training. So mm -hmm. we were in the cages and stuff like that. But I actually played on the field in high school at the PG National when I was, when I was going through that circuit. Um, and we got to play on it one time when I was in the rookie league in, F in the FCL. We got to go down there and hit and stuff like that. So I got to hit on there a couple times. Fantastic. Nice. Fantastic. And I guess, uh, Mason, being from Missouri, being able to get a taste of Florida in January, December, I guess that was pretty nice, too, being able to explore St. Petersburg and the surrounding Tampa Bay area. Yeah, it was nice to get away from the cold, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you can speak to that, Kevin. You're an Indiana guy, so you, you went yeah. to Florida to find some heat. That's true. That is true. Um, yeah. All right. Warmer up there in Indiana, either. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, Ulysses, should we get right into deep dive into uh, Mason and, and growing up and uh, going through the, the genesis of becoming a professional athlete? Uh, Ulysses, I'll let you uh, take it away. 
well, before that, I really want to highlight your 2022 season because it, it was just terrific. You slashed 290, 372, 487. For those that don't know, 50 home runs between low A and high A. You had 12 triples. You swiped 48 bags. And then you were not only the the base runner of the year for the race, but you also had the 2022 uh, championship in high A. Can you tell us how that felt, that uh, that final out uh, for that championship, what it meant to you guys? Yeah, I mean, you know, we worked so hard to get to that point, and, uh, you know, everybody's got the same goal at that to get that championship ring. And, uh, I mean, it was it was just awesome, you know, to see all our guys competing out there and, you know, come out on top. It was a really good feeling. When you talk about the championship and everybody getting together, is that something that can be very difficult because once you get promoted, these are just other guys that, you know, you have to kind of build that camaraderie. So like how quickly were you able to kind of gel with these guys? Um, I know we've had Austin Vernon and, and Logan Driscoll on the show and you were teammates with them. Uh, how, how easy was it to, to kind of gel with these guys? Um, I mean, for me, it was pretty easy. I mean, all the guys in our organization are super cool and, um, you know, just super friendly and everybody got along really well. So, I mean, as soon as I got up there, I mean, I knew a few guys just from spring training and stuff like that and other guys that were in Charleston that had been moved up. So I knew a few guys that were already up there and I mean, it was pretty easy to gel with them and, you know, just the rest was, I mean, it was a great time. Heck, since we're on the subject of uh, playing in the minor leagues, before we get into uh, Mason, your, your background of growing up in Missouri and so forth, um, just what it is it what is it like for you to to get that promotion and get that call up? Um, you know, you were in Charleston and then you got the call up to Bowling Green. Just what's what's that experience like of like, oh man, I'm I'm advancing to that next level. My my dream of becoming a professional baseball player or a major leaguer, I should say, is is moving forward, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's a really good feeling. Uh, you know, we all work so hard and you know, it's a long season. There's a lot of ups and downs, and you know, sometimes you're like, Oh, I'm not doing that great or you know, I'm feeling really good right now. Like, why am I not going up or whatever, you know? But whenever you actually get the call to go up, it's a good feeling because, you know, what they, they've noticed what you've been doing and they think you're doing really good. So it was a great feeling. Is, yeah. Is, and what's what's the difference between low A to high A um, for you just in terms of the, the gameplay? Yeah, I mean, as far as the gameplay, the pace of the game was the same for me. I think that uh, the biggest difference was the pitching. Uh, the pitchers were able to command their off-speed stuff better and, you know, spot up a little bit better. So that was the biggest adjustment for me. Is there uh, a lag between getting told, hey, you're getting promoted to the point where you're hearing rumors or it's just you never hear anything and then it's just, hey, you're getting promoted? How does that work? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, like, guys are, whenever guys are playing good, like, other guys be like, oh, you won't be here for very much longer or whatever, but you know, you don't really hear anything about it. I didn't hear anything about me getting moved up until so we played a game and I didn't even it wasn't even right after the game. I like already left, was going back to our apartment and our manager called me and he was like, hey, man, you got called up. <laughs> so I had to go back to the field, grab all my stuff. And then I left that next day. The NFL playoffs are here and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America. That is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first 
$5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So, football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Again, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. How how does that work? Like, um, you get the call. Okay, you go back to the field. You get your stuff, and then what happens to the lease? What happens to your your stuff? You're moving. Like, do you do you even sleep that night? Who gets your 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 airplane ticket? Like, how does that all work? Yeah. So I have my I have my truck with me. So I just packed up all my stuff in there, and I actually met the team in Asheville, North Carolina, which was it was like a four hour drive from uh, okay Charleston. So I met them there. But the lease and stuff like that is all taken care of by the teams now. So with that, that was that wasn't that hard to deal with. All I just had to do was turn in my key and then I just left. So all okay. of that was taken care of. Yeah. Perfect. Now that's good to know. And yeah. and kind of following up on the life of a minor leaguer, if you will, you know, it, it wasn't that long before you were playing high school baseball and then a little bit of college and then you get thrown right into the pros. Just what has been that adjustment of of playing in the minors, is it the the grind of games pretty much every day, the the travel, being away from family and friends, um, or just a conglomeration of it all? Yeah, I mean, I would say, I would say that junior college prepared me pretty well for uh, as far as like travel stuff like that. And uh, you know, I think that the biggest change from it all is you know playing every single day. You have to be ready to go every single day, no matter how you're feeling. You know, if you're not feeling good, you know, you still got to go out there and perform. Um, and I think that just the games every single day can put a toll, take a toll on your body and stuff like that, but you just got to do extra stuff to take care of it. Gotcha. Um, I want to go back into the, the time machine a little bit in high school, you were a quarterback. Uh, obviously you were also, uh, playing baseball at the time. When did baseball win that battle, uh, in your heart and your mind and, and, and for your future? When, when, what, what happened that you said, nah, it's okay. Let go of the pigskin and I'm going to go baseball. Yeah, so I mean, I've always known kind of that baseball was my thing, uh, especially once I got into high school and stuff and started getting recruited and stuff like that. Um, I just knew that I li I've always liked baseball a lot. And, you know, especially so I didn't play football my senior year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was a tough decision for me to make. But, you know, I, ha I was already committed to Missouri State at the time. I had pro scouts come and watch me play and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it was a really tough decision for me. But, you know, that was really when it was set in stone. Like baseball was my thing was like my senior year of high school. That's awesome. And then how did, uh, playing football in any way prepare you for baseball? Um, I hear a lot about the importance of, of playing multiple, multiple sports and, and diversifying your portfolio. If you will, I know Kevin Kiermeyer, he played football, basketball and, and baseball up in Indiana, but just the, the additional competition and, and especially as a quarterback, you got to kind of be a leader and process information quickly, but, um, just did that kind of prepare you or help you any way for, uh, playing baseball or at least having that extra focus of like, 
hey, I'm not going to get burnt out on baseball because I'm not playing that 12 months out of the year. I'm also playing football or another sport. Yeah, I mean, I think that kids should play as many sports as they can. I mean, I played basketball and football and baseball growing up. And, uh, you know, I think it just teaches kids how to maneuver in different ways and, you know, learn how to be an athlete. And I mean, because all different sports are, you know, you're learning different things in every single one. And I mean, as, as well as, you know, you're not going to get burnt out when you're playing all these different sports, because I was a guy who liked to be, I like to play everything, you know, and I learned that just from hanging out with my brother and his friends all the time, playing different sports in the front yard, backyard, whatever it was. But, you know, I think playing all those sports helped me a lot. Nice. And then uh, growing up, so I, I'm originally from Indiana, as Ulysses uh, blew the lid on, and obviously basketball is king there. But what about Missouri? Is it is it baseball? Is it football? Is it basketball? Is it something else I don't know about? What's kind of the number one game in town there? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's all pretty even around here, to be honest. Um, you know, there's good athletes that play all sorts of different sports around here. But um, for me, it was always baseball. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you exactly what the most important sport is around here, to be honest. Knowing that you just said it, uh, baseball was always it for you. Who was that guy that you uh, grew up idolizing? Uh, maybe a, a swing, uh, maybe the way that, you know, they played the outfield. Maybe, you know, I, we obviously know that you had uh, dabbled on the mound. Like, who were those guys that you were idolizing when you were a kid? Yeah, I mean, obviously, when I was, I grew up a Cardinals fan, so... Albert Pujols was my guy, you know, just watching him play all the time and stuff like that. Um, but as I got older, you know, watching like Mike Trout play the outfield, you know, he's a good one, obviously. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just and my dad was a college baseball player as well. So um, just learning the game from him, you know, was pretty much it for me was that's why I chose baseball pretty much. And. Awesome. Uh, when I, I looked up, you, you're wearing number one. Is there a reason behind, you know, all, always us little leaguers, uh, you pick your jersey number and, and, you know, it means something to you. Is is that something that has kind of stayed with you? Was that why, is there a reason why you were number one? Um, you know, so when I was in high school, uh, they just gave me number one. <laughs> and so <laughs> I just kind of stuck with it after that. You know, when I was growing up, I was always different numbers. Like I was number 99 one time for Manly Ramirez and stuff like that. So <laughs> I was, you know, I was just kind of mixing around with numbers, but number one, they just gave it to me in high school and I just kind of stuck with it. It's kind of stuck with you. Okay. Yeah. And Mason, you mentioned Albert Pujols and Mike Trout, and then just kind of going through your youth and playing high school and college. Is there, is it one of those players or another player that you've sort of tried to to model your game after because you do have such a a unique skill set in terms of the defense, the speed, the athleticism, uh, the offense. Is is there kind of like a, a five tool player out there that you've kind of, hey, I want to try to be like that guy, or is it Mike Trout? Is it Albert Pujols? You know, I've never really like tried to compare my game to any big leaguer. To be honest, I just kind of go out there and play, and you know that's just what I got, and that's what I'm going to give you every day. So I just kind of. I never really tried to be anybody else on the field, just except for myself. That's 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 a great answer. I love that answer. Um, let's let's move on a little bit into the further um, after high school, after college. You get obviously the the draft comes around. We've talked to a, a few players, and they have told us that they never saw the Rays coming. Uh, that it was just kind of a surprise, or that. They came very late in, in the process and they were, you know, they didn't know that the race were actually scouting them. So is that something that happened with you as well? 
Yeah. So I had never, um, so I'd heard like from our coaches that the Rays were like watching me and stuff like that. And they liked me a lot, but I had never talked to the Rays scout until I think it was like two or three days before the draft. And he called me and was just talking to me. And I was like, well, I had no idea you guys were even interested to be honest, but, uh, yeah, so I didn't talk to them until like two or three days before the draft. And and, and walk us through that draft day. I, I, I'm a sucker for those videos of the two types of videos of, of baseball when guys get drafted, you know, and, and, and that emotion. It's, it's so cool. And also when they're told, hey, you're going to the big leagues, like those two types of videos, boom, sign me up. I'll watch them every time. Can you walk us through that draft day? What you were feeling? Who were you with? How did you get the call? Walk us through that day. Yeah, so I mean, I was just hanging out at the house with some family and friends. Uh, my grandparents came down, uh, and then just had some of my buddies over, and we were just watching, you know, just watching on the TV and stuff like that. And you know, I was just talking with my agents and whatever. And um, then it finally, um, he called me and said, "Hey, you're up next." And then, boom, it just happened really fast. And then I was picked. And then, I mean, it was it's an unreal feeling, you know, the dream that you've been chasing forever. You know, you finally get to you know start that process playing professional baseball. So. I mean, it was a it was an awesome day. And how much did you know about that uh, the Rays organization by then? Um, you 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 said you were a Cardinals fan, so National League, obviously. How how much did you were you in tune with with the Rays at that point? I wasn't really. I mean, I didn't really know much about them at all, to be honest, until they picked me. And then you know, once I went, I didn't know anything about them until I went down there and figured it all out. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't know anything. Nice, yeah, nice. and and when you eventually met up with them, what did they tell you about? Hey, this is the reason why we spent a fifth round draft pick on you, even though we didn't have a ton of conversations with you. This is what we like about your game and your style and and what you bring. Um, just anything that you can tell us about what they're kind of all over you about? Yeah, I mean, I think they they liked my athleticism and just the way that I played hard every day, and uh, you know, I was able to do multiple different things. Um, and just showed that I could, you know, I had some speed, had some pop and stuff like that. And, you know, they just wanted to really develop me. And that's why I think they chose me. And was the fifth round, is that, were you surprised being that high or were you expecting somewhere around that range leading into the draft? Yeah, I was expecting somewhere around there. Um, you know, it's, it's such a crazy, the draft process is really crazy. So, I mean, you never know, but I was expecting to be around that area. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I actually read this not too long ago. You participated in, unless this is fake news, I don't know, uh, in the MLB Draft League. I guess it was the, it's something new that the MLB has come up with. What was that experience like for you? And do you think it helped prepare you or, or give, gave you a little bit of an edge uh, leading up to the draft? Yeah, so I played for the Frederick Keys in the Draft League right after I was at San Jack, right before the draft. And I went down there and it was a great time. You know, there was good competition, um, you know, great exposure. And I felt like it helped me a lot, just prepare me for the draft and, you know, have another chance for those scouts to come watch me play and stuff like that. So I thought it was a great time. Yeah. And then going into the draft and I guess maybe even before then, uh, any, any idea on, Hey, I might want to try to be a pitcher full time or might want to try to be a two-way player, or I want to focus more on just being a position player, just what were those conversations like um, over the course of the draft process? Because we know you can throw very, very hard as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been pitching my whole life and I was pitching up until I pitched in the draft league as well. And, you know, <clears throat> I always thought that I was going to be a position player. Um, I like to play every day. You know, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't be too good at just sitting there watching other guys play. So I was like, <laughs> all right, I need to, you know, I like to play every day. And I think that they saw my athleticism and just stuff like that. So that's, I think that's why they chose me as an outfielder. Um, you know, someday down the road, if that didn't work out, you know, I could, I think I could still pick it up and pitch, but um, I like playing the outfield every day. Can can you kind of paint a picture of who Mason Hour, the pitcher was, the repertoire, the pitch mix? Can can you kind of tell us who he was? Yeah, so I mean, I like to go up there. You know, I like to throw hard, so I would always try to throw my hardest fastball. <laughs> you know, I had a slider and change up, um, but you know, I would just try to power. I would just try to power my fastball by you and stuff like that. But I had a pretty good slider as well. Nice. Hey, that's a, that's what the Rays like. They like yes. hard fastball slatter guys. So, and they do things a little bit differently. So who knows? You might, you know, be called to the mound at some point when uh, you're in a Rays uniform. It's, it's not the craziest thing that's happened for that organization. True. Ask uh, Brett true. Phillips and some of these other guys. Um, yeah. Kind of going back and in, in leading up to the draft, um, you first played at Missouri State and then transferred to San Jack in Houston, Texas. Um, I was curious about, obviously, I know you're from Missouri and all that, but why Missouri State as opposed to maybe some of um, the bigger blue blood programs? Was it something where you felt like you were maybe under recruited and, and they gave you the most love out the gate and, and you chose to stick with them? Um, just kind of why Missouri State initially? Yeah, so I mean, it's my hometown team. Uh, it's in Springfield, Missouri. So and at the time, you know, they were going to super regionals, doing all sorts of good stuff like that. And, you know, it just felt right for me at the time. Um, I committed pretty early. I committed as a sophomore in high school. So that I just that just kind of happened for me. And, you know, I was happy to stay home and go there, um, you know, and it didn't end up being what I thought it was going to be. So I ended up going to San Jack down in Houston. And that was probably the best decision I ever made was to go there. Great coaching staff. It was a great time. We had a really good team, um, you know, got a lot of exposure down there. And, you know, we went to the World Series, which was a lot of fun. And I just had a great time while I was there.